0: by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Two four five six thousand. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Next year is going to be dicey. You can see the cracks already. Uh, big institutional investors stop buying stocks. Uh, big uh, companies, financial institutions, laying people off now. Uh, going to be big layoffs in the media. Already started there. So next year, cautious. And that is why the most important thing outside of your job and your family taking care of both, is you got to stay close to us because we're ahead of this. And that's why, you know, premium membership, concierge membership, all of that, you know, if you're going to give somebody a gift, consider that. And and you guys are already in, so stay with us. Um, The Talking Points memo this evening is on the continuing madness in the media, which is going to get worse as well. Um, they're not going to ever now support a Republican, no matter who that Republican is for president. The media will never ever again in our lifetime support a Republican ever. That's how deeply ingrained this progressive movement is in the corridors of power in the uh, leftist movement. So here is a great example. On uh, ABC News Sunday, um, there was an interview on the program this week with Martha Raddatz. So Texas Governor Abbott came on, rolled a tape. You talk about the border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President
1: Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you our former President Trump or Ron DeSantis, that message reverberates in Mexico and beyond.
0: Well, that is one of the most foolish statements I have ever heard in my entire career. And Martha Raddatz is not, she's a smart woman. I work with her in Boston at Channel 5 up there. And she's basically saying, oh, Uh, Joe Biden isn't the one that's sending a signal. The border's open. It's you, Governor Abbott. And, uh, you know, the conservatives, they're the ones that are making everybody come up here with the open border scenario. And you go to yourself, do you have eyes, Ms. Raditz? These pictures, all right, are sent all over the world of millions of people, five million since Biden's been inaugurated foreign nationalists, have encountered Border Patrol. Five million in less than two years. And Radis is going, no, it's not Biden who's who's making these people come. It's you, Governor Abbott and the conservatives. And you just go like this. That is so colossally stupid. And she is not a stupid woman. All right. She's a leftist, no doubt about it and she works for Disney which is about as liberal as it gets on a corporate level but i'm sitting there going are you kidding me now just let me prove my point here the biden administration every single day does not enforce immigration law just doesn't enforce it and here is the key immigration law says quote to lawfully enter the united states a non citizen Must apply and present himself or herself in person to an immigration officer at a US port of entry when the port is open for inspection. That is the law. But for the Biden administration, if you're caught wandering around the desert somewhere or coming over the Rio Grande and you get one foot on US soil and say, I want asylum, they let you in. That's a clear violation. Of the stated immigration law. So there's no debate about it. Now I get mail going. Well why can't Biden be prosecuted. Because not enforcing the law is not a crime. It's not. If it were half the DA's in the country would be in a penitentiary. Because they have what they call discretion under the law. Now. Can you impeach Biden in a heartbeat? And if the Senate and House were controlled by Republicans, he'd get convicted. They boot him on this. Because he is absolutely failing to uphold his oath. His oath is I, Joe Biden, will uphold the laws of the United States. He is not. Am I clear on this? Is everybody clear? Somebody get a message to Martha Raddatz. Okay, there are 51 ports of entry on the southern border. 51. So it's not like they're hard to get to. They're not. But these people don't want to go there because then they get in the bureaucracy. They might be sent back. And you know if they can get in here, Biden will let them stay. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they have 18 felonies in Honduras because the US government can't check them out. Most of them don't even have ID. They don't even, you know, it's like, oh, my name's Jose. All right, and they, that's it. Oh. Now, El Paso, the city, is declared a state of emergency because they're overwhelmed by this. And that's a big city. And the mayor there says, look, we can't handle. The amount of people, his name is Oscar Leeser. So we have a state of emergency because we have 40% more migrants in October than we had in October 21. 40% more. And they keep coming thousands every day to the El Paso sector. Why El Paso? Because that's where the cartel is El Paso Juarez. The cartel controls the whole town of Juarez, Mexican cartels. Um, So what is a state of emergency? It means that the city of El Paso can bus migrants other places without the federal government's approval. It's a big mess. The city of El Paso has no resources to do any of that. But this is a symbolic gesture. Okay. so summing up. Why did Martha Raddatz take that tact? Because that is the tact of ABC News. That That's what they believe. And they're gonna protect Joe Biden no matter what he does. They're gonna protect him, okay? It's clear, and CBS is gonna do it, and NBC is gonna do it, and CNN's gonna do it. No matter what he does, they'll protect him. Now, what is going to happen, I predict now, is over Christmas uh, and the uh, holiday, you're going to see the network news report on the border but from a humanitarian point of view look at these poor people they're freezing cold they don't have enough there's five-year-old sally doesn't have enough to eat trying to get sympathy for the migrants so that they make it easier for them to get in here that's what you're going to see rather than what i just did saying What the deuce is the president of the United States doing not enforcing border law? What is he doing? Okay, so here's something interesting. New Hampshire, obviously, primary number one. Up there with the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary. Now, the progressives want to change that. They want to get down into the African-American states like South Carolina uh, to do the first primaries. But I don't think that's going to happen. So anyway, there's a liberal group, RootsAction.org that took out an ad in New Hampshire about President Biden. Go. The threat of the GOP has become all too obvious. The stakes could not be higher. Our ideas are way more popular
1: than Joe Biden is. Joe Biden running undermines the Democratic Party's chances in 2024.
0: There's no question that we have a climate emergency. It's a question of
1: willingness to do something about it. It's not the time for half measures. All Americans need universal health care now. There's no room to compromise when our abortion rights are on the line. We can't afford to lose. Don't run, Joe. Don't
0: run, Joe.
1: Don't run, Joe.
0: No, Joe's not gonna run. But that's a liberal group. Uh, that is just running in New Hampshire. Um, because they don't want him to run because they know, they being the progressive movement, that he'll lose. You're gonna lose um and because things are going to get worse in america next year they are and i'm going to deal with that in a final thought i got a slew of mail about financial stuff and a lot of people panicking uh okay now on december 18th biden was talking to veterans in delaware and said this go thank you i may be irish but i'm not stupid I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I've got an old Italian in me now. You know. Okay, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. We've heard that before. He's used that line before. I'll get to that in a moment. But he did not marry a Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. So he, he married his granddaughter. So Biden doesn't even know the lineage of his wife. He doesn't know it's almost you know okay so I may be Irish but I'm not stupid am I offended by that I am NOT it's hard to offend me on this ethnic stuff Um, did you know that the term paddy wagon was named after Irish drunks that the cops in New York and Boston threw them into wagons to take them to the drunk tank And so they named the wagons paddy wagons because they're overwhelmingly Irish were passed out in the streets. that an ethnic slur? I believe it is. Okay? And then there's a million of them. But I don't care. All right? I'm smarter than Joe Biden. I'm Irish, 100% Irish. And I'm way smarter than he is. In fact, if there were a debate between Joe Biden and myself, there would be a first round TKO, he wouldn't last three minutes with me. And that's the truth. And you can call me a braggart. I don't mind. It's the truth. And you know it. Okay, so let's get to the January 6th referrals. So from the very beginning, any fair-minded person knew that the January 6th committee wasn't looking for the truth about January 6th wasn't trying to find out what actually happened. They were trying to put a noose around Donald Trump's neck and hang him and blame him for the riot. That's what they were trying to do. Everybody knew that, which is why no Republicans in the House outside of uh, Cheney and Kinsicker or whatever his name is, were on the committee. Because every, every Republican said, look, this is, the cliche is kangaroo court. That's what it was. Everybody knew that. And subsequently, that was borne out, millions of dollars spent, time wasted, we will get Trump no matter what. So today, uh, the committee is issuing uh, a summary of their findings and referring Donald Trump for criminal prosecution. OK. <laughs> now, I know a lot about this story, more than most people know. So the three areas that they want the Justice Department to prosecute on are insurrection, that, that Trump caused the insurrection himself, okay? be obstruction of an official proceeding, that would be the electoral votes, and conspiracy to defraud the United States government. I don't know what that is. Okay, I don't know. Those are the three. Now. The heavy odds are that Merrick Garland will do nothing unless Biden tells him to do it. And Biden is not going to tell him to do it unless the progressives really start to panic about Trump. Because once you do that, then the whole country blows up. And Biden does not need that now. He does not need it. So I don't think anything is going to come of this, at least in the short term. Never know about the long term. So I asked my staff to get a smart guy, uh, an attorney, uh, to uh, give us another point of view on this. His name is Arthur Idalia. You might know him. He's been on TV a lot. He does a radio program on 970 AM in New York City. And uh, here he is coming to us from Manhattan. So if you were defending Trump, because that's what you do for a living, right? You defend people who are charged with serious crimes. Would you be worried? Well,
1: I've only seen the evidence of the prosecutor. So I don't know the evidence of the defense attorney. So often, uh, like yesterday, uh, Friday, I get the prosecutor's um, accusatory instrument and I read it and I'm like, oh boy, we're in trouble. But then I sit down and I talk to my client and there are a lot of answers to the charges or the circumstances around those charges. Um, From what I saw earlier today, uh from congress's presentation and the video that they ran yeah i would definitely be concerned and when you have the former uh, attorney general mr Barr, saying that he told the president of the united states uh donald trump that i have found no evidence of fraud uh and basically no matter how many times you ask me to say that i did find evidence of fraud i'm not going to do that uh you know that doesn't bode well but Mr. O'Reilly, to put you in good company, you know, just because I'm Italian doesn't mean I'm not a really smart guy. Um, I did look up the conspiracy to fraud the United States because I've never heard of it. And I I found two cases, one from 1910 and one from 1924. And the general concept is any conspiracy for the purpose of impairing, obstructing, or defeating the lawful function of any department of government. That's the first case. And Chief Judge Taft in 1924 wrote, to interfere with or obstruct one of its lawful governmental functions. So President Trump, what he has to do here is his defense is he has to say, look, I never told anybody to storm the Capitol. I never told anybody to uh, create any violence. I never told anybody to do X, Y, and Z. They took it on their own. To, to do it based on, yes, some of my comments. I did think the election was stolen from me. I do still to this day think there is fraud. Those are genuine beliefs of mine, and I have these reasons to believe it. But um, the what Merrick Garland has done, well, what he did as soon as President Trump announced he was running for president, is he said, look, I shouldn't be the one involved in this case since it's he's running against my boss. And that is clearly a textbook conflict of interest. So in my opinion, he did the right thing by stepping back as much as he could and appointed a prosecutor, um, Jack Smith, who actually I crossed paths with here. He started off in the in the Eastern District of New York and Brooklyn, but he's really been all over the country and all over the world as a prosecutor. He's known as a true prosecutor. People around him say they don't know if he's a Democrat or a Republican. Um, and his statement was, I'm gonna look at the evidence and see where it leads. Right. However, clear, he does not have the final say. It still goes. So Congress is basically now giving this to Jack Smith. Jack Smith will do whatever uh, investigation he wants to do. And all he got, does is make a re- recommendation back to Merrick Garland. And right. if you are correct, Bill O'Reilly, Merrick Garland will do whatever President Trump, President right. Biden,
0: Biden tells, tells him. him to do. Now, the as I said to the audience... I know a lot about this case um, because I've been following it very, very clearly. So what the committee has come up with is a bunch of circumstantial evidence. So a skilled defense attorney like you could shred that. So we know, for example, that Trump alerted the Pentagon that the National Guard might be needed to protect Washington, D.C., That's in stone, that happened. So that happened a day before the January 6th incident. That wipes that out, that Trump wanted this riot to occur. Wipes it right out because it's reasonable doubt If if he alerted the Pentagon, then he couldn't possibly have wanted this to happen. That's number one. Number two, you're basically saying you disrupted a proceeding to certify the electoral votes. But Trump comes back, or you come back, if you're defending him, and say, look, Trump believed there was a mechanism in the Constitution that allowed the Vice President Pence not to certify certain electoral votes in states that are dubious. And then you debate that all around. I mean, but there's reasonable doubt right there.
1: The way you have to try to turn lemons here into lemonade is that as a defense attorney, and we have to do that often as defense attorneys, the whole part about Pence and the pressure, because there seems to be some evidence that that the president of the United States put a lot of pressure on Pence. And
0: that's true, Um, he
1: did. Trump, but Trump's got to Trump's got to turn it around and say, but Pence never got to Congress. P- Pence never disrupted uh, the, the proceedings. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Pence never did anything. So you can't blame uh, anything I said to Pence on me
0: disrupting. No, uh, but the- he can, they can say it was a conspiracy that you conspired to make it happen. And just because and it didn't so, happen, okay. doesn't so throw out put the on, conspiracy. Charge.
1: Since, you, since you brought it up, let me put on my objective hat because I was a prosecutor and a defense attorney in federal court. Proving conspiracy is a very easy thing to do. It's a very easy thing to do. And if they want to get Donald Trump and they charge him with conspiracy in almost any jurisdiction in the United States of America, the bar is very low to convict somebody of a conspiracy. Here it's to conspiracy to defraud the US, which is something I've never heard of, but they could also charge him with conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding of Congress. And that, anyone who's charged with proceeding with with a conspiracy needs to worry because the federal government, Bill, my dad told me this a long time ago, when they want you, they'll get you.
0: That's true, but remember that it would be a jury Um, and, uh, they would have to have what they call a smoking gun, um, because the jury is going to have to be convinced that Donald Trump actively, not passively, all right, did something illegal to stop a legitimate government function. I could defend this case. I think I could win (laughs) it. But anyway, but
1: he he doesn't have to do it. He just has to be active in the conversation. And if he directs
0: someone else to do it, he could be sitting in the White House and someone else does something. But there wasn't any there wasn't anybody who did anything like that. Pence went to the uh, Capitol. Pence did what Pence believed the Constitution required. Okay, there was no one else involved in that kind of a situation. We've already shredded the fact that Trump wanted the riot to occur that's not true so what's the other conspiracy giving an opinion
1: well i think jack smith the special prosecutor what he the people he's going to call in and if if they cooperate are the ones that were charged with the actual crimes who told you to go into the capitol there was one guy in the video earlier today but they already should have that
0: they already should have that because the proceedings the criminal proceedings been going on for a year how many people are in penitentiary they should have it already
1: now you have a, a different prosecutor who's supposed to be operating independently. And we yeah. will see, and he, you know he's he you He's know
0: also, Bill, he just
1: one more thing. is He's also looking at these, uh, the papers that were stuck in Florida and Mar-a-Lago and why these, uh, so he's doing an investigation on several yeah. things. He's doing it on, I know, doing, and I know. the third I know. thing is the super PAC that apparently raised some money that uh, Trump was supposed, or I'm sorry, not the super PAC, but Trump raised money right after this that was supposed to be used a certain way. And they're looking at whether it was used a certain way. So there's three you know, ways they're like, going
0: after. From what on my perch, it's just like the impeachment stuff. All right. They try, they're trying to get this thing going. They're trying any way they can. Um, I don't think it's going to work, but I could be wrong. Very good conversation, Arthur. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for taking the time. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com Bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. All right, this is a crazy story. You ready for a crazy story? So John Boehner used to be uh, the uh, Speaker of the House. He's a former congressman from Ohio. Boehner and I never got along. I don't know why, but I never really particularly liked him. He hated me. So we just didn't have anything to do with him. So as I reported last week, there's a uh, documentary on HBO um, by uh, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, a very talented filmmaker named Alexandria. She made a documentary on her mother. And guess what? Her mother's a saint. So Boehner, he watches this documentary. Roll the tape. Leaders lead, Madam Speaker and you, Madam Speaker, have led. I'm honored to be here today as a longtime colleague and a fellow American to say thank you for that. Thank you all. Ah. Oh. So I'm not offended by that. I, I want to know how Boehner stays so tan. I mean, I, <laughs> I go out in the sun for 30 seconds and I have to have an operation. But um, I'm not offended by that. But I don't think I could ever, ever say anything good about Nancy Pelosi. And that's on me. I mean, that's I'm not being Christian. Um, the re- Two reasons that I think that Nancy Pelosi harmed this nation in a way that was almost unprecedented. First of all, she basically said to her members of Congress, Democrats, you don't do what I say, I'm cutting off your money. So there was no freedom of thought or anything like that. It was you do it Nancy's way, whatever Nancy wants, you do it, or you don't get any money from the Democratic apparatus, the political action committees and all of that. Now, Congress people have to run every two years, so they got to raise money constantly to run if they want to get reelected, So Pelosi was basically extorting them. That's what she was doing. It's done to some extent on the Republican side, but nothing like it. She perfected it. And the other thing was the State of the Union that Trump gave, where she ripped it up behind his back. That was one of the lowest moments in congressional history. Now, in the Civil War years, they used to beat each other up with canes in the House. But I thought that was so classless to whip up the State of the Union. Trump doesn't know it. He's got it back to you. But she knows the camera's on her. Awful. Now, if she came and said, Bill, I'm sorry that I did both of those things, uh, I would forgive her. Shock and awe. You know, I do a weekly for VidGo, which is a streaming service. Um, I do a weekly program called Shock and Awe. And we've had tremendous guests. I mean, just absolutely off the chart guests. So this week is Christmas uh, and the decline of Christianity in this Christmas season, not just now, but it's it's been a slow descent that Christianity in America is now about to be overtaken by people who don't give a hoot. So uh, I just wanted to show you a, a little clip of what we did. Go.
1: On the next episode of Shock and Awe.
0: So when I laid out my vision of Christmas, the key question is, what has changed?
1: Interestingly, you spoke more about a cultural Christmas in many ways than a religious one. I mean, you were talking about the presence and the tree and the caroling and all of that. But there wasn't a lot of Jesus in what you just said or Christ. And I think what a lot of people are complaining about today is that it seems as though because we've become more secular, that people are resenting the religious celebration of it, that they want to keep it secular. I think that's an interesting trend because less people are going to church. You have more identifying as nuns,
0: N-O-N-E-S. And that's true. So ninety-three percent of Americans, according to Pew, I believe it is, celebrate Christmas. But less than fifty percent of all Americans go to church, synagogue, mosque. Okay, so there's this is gap. About mm, let's see, let me do the math. About forty-five percent of Americans don't have anything to do with Jesus or. Uh, Allah or the Torah or anything. Yet, there they they, there they are on Christmas. Um, and I'll remind you that President U.S. Grant was the man who made a federal holiday. Now, the other interesting aspect of this is the war on Christmas, which we won. Um, the O'Reilly Factor was the forefront of that. And you may remember that. And it was a very, very intense time. Oh, boy, did I get attacked. I was just brutalized. Because what had happened was that corporate America in the uh, merchandising industry was ordering not all of them but many of them their employees their counter people not to say Merry Christmas it had to be happy holidays even if somebody said Merry Christmas to them they weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas back remember that so I just went in with my usual hammer and started to name the names of the department stores and the corporations that were behind this. And they folded fast. They folded in less than two weeks, all of them. Nobody held out. Everybody lifted the Merry Christmas ban. That was one of the most powerful things that I ever did on television. The other was raising money for the uh, wounded, severely wounded vets. Um, And I remember that now because that's not in play anymore. So Merry Christmas isn't banned anymore. The ACLU has pulled back on its lawsuits against the nativity scenes. As long as you have a menorah and the nativity scene, you're good, okay? Or a Kwanzaa, whatever the Kwanzaa people have, you put that there too. I don't have a problem with that. Who has a problem with that? Nobody. So it's calmed down. The cultural Christmas war has calmed down thanks to not just me, but my staff. I mean, my staff is really good. Uh, And they're good now on the no-spin news, and they were good with the factor because I took a bunch of them with me over here. Um, So we're proud of that. um, But we do understand that uh, America is heading the way of Holland here. And in 20 years, you got 48 percent saying they're affiliated with a church. 48 percent of the American people now participate in a church. It's going to be 25 percent. So... And part of that is the church's fault because they're not engaging, generally speaking. All right, Smart Life. Uh, this comes from Louis Criccio uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina. is a friend of the program. So Azure Standard. Azure, A-Z-U-R-E-S-T-A-N-R-D. Azure is the color blue. Standard, one word, dot com. So what this does is if you go there, you can buy stuff a wide variety of stuff at a very low price. The kicker is, though, you have to pick the stuff up. They don't just send it to you. All right. So but in your neighborhood, they'll have a place where you go and get it. So um, anyway, you can save a lot of money. Check it out. AzureStandard.com. Hey, Lou, thanks. We appreciate the tip.
1: Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I got to get to my pal, uh, James Buchanan. Put him on up. James Buchanan was president of the United States from 1856 to 60, okay? He was the worst president by far, In the history of our republic because he allowed the south the southern states to loot union depots to disrespect the federal government and mass he allowed the build-up to the civil war okay and then lincoln got elected and comes in and, and all hell breaks loose because buchanan didn't care just as Biden doesn't care about the South's insurrection. He didn't care. He did nothing. Now, I can prove it. In my collection of historical artifacts, I have a letter from Harry Truman, throw it on up, okay? So a woman writes to Truman and she says, "Um, what about Buchanan and the Civil War? And Truman writes back, if old Buck, that's his nickname, Buchanan, Had the cojones, he didn't use that word, but that's what he's saying, of Andrew Jackson, the Civil War might have been averted, which is absolutely true. If you had Jackson in front of Lincoln, Andrew Jackson, he never would have allowed the South to gather in strength to defy the federal government. Because once you defy the federal government, then everybody in the South goes, we can do this. We can do this. We can separate. They're not going to do anything or we'll kick their butt if they try. Instead of sending federal troops and force and mass down to the South and stopping it in its infancy. Okay, so Truman and everybody else who knows the country and knows what happened knows that Buchanan was the worst. And he was the worst because he didn't care. He was a coward or whatever it may be. I don't know what his inner Thoughts were, but I do know for four years he sat on his expansive butt and did nothing. Just as Biden is doing that now in very, very serious things for this country. Okay, that's the memo. Now let's go to Trump. Not a lot new on the Trump front. We went over this last night on the no-spin News. You premium members and concierge members, you can access the spin News anytime you want. If you missed it, I think we had very, very good analysis of the referral, the criminal referral to the Justice Department about Donald Trump. So Mitch McConnell was asked about this, all right, and here's what he said, quote, the entire nation knows who is responsible for that day, January 6th. Beyond that, I don't have any immediate observations. That is an irresponsible statement by Senator McConnell, okay? Trump was not responsible for the riot at the Capitol. He didn't do what he should have done by immediately calling for his followers to stand down. He didn't do that, but he didn't want that to happen. And he panicked when it did happen because they were his people doing it. That's what happened. When McConnell says our entire nation knows who's responsible for that day, that's because McConnell hates Trump. Just that statement means McConnell is no longer qualified to be the minority leader in the Senate, in my opinion, my humble opinion. I don't don't like this guy. You know I don't like him because of Kate's law. We've gone over that. But he now is hurting the Republican Party. All right. He's got to step aside. You need new younger blood in that position. And I'm not a party guy. I couldn't care less what they do inside the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I don't care. I'm a registered independent. Keep an eye on all of them. All right. Now, on the criminal justice front, Illinois, on January 1st, knocks out all bail. Okay? So there's no more bail in the state of Illinois. And the Chicago drug gangs are celebrating. They'll have a very, very fun New Year's Eve. Going, hey, we're not going to get bail. Okay, we can do whatever we want. Then they're not going to hold us. Have a gun? They won't hold us. Sell heroin? No, nope, not Eldenus. Now, the law says that the individual judges in Illinois, all right, are responsible for remanding to custody the person arrested or not. So what you'll have is in the southern part of Illinois, the more conservative part, the judges will remand, but in Chicago, Cook County, and where the real crime is, most of those liberal judges. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. You know, we'll see you in five months for your hearing. State of Illinois. More people per capita are leaving Illinois than any other state. All right. New York and California numbers, they're the leaders. But percentage wise, Illinois, it's draining out of that state because it's so crazy. Stanford University, very fine university, or it used to be. I took a uh, year and a half to study harmful language, okay, the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. So a bunch of these pinheads got together, and they go, we're going to have language that uh, we are going to be suggested not used at Stanford. Now, I took my son to Stanford uh, when we were touring colleges, because it really is or was an excellent school, both of us said, no, too woke, too crazy. All right. Now, here are the harmful words, some of them. You don't want to say American on the college campus of Stanford. You replace it with U.S. citizen. Why? Because people in Central and South America are Americans, too, and we're slighting them by appropriating the term American. Immigrant, nope. A person who has immigrated. Prisoner, nope. A person who is incarcerated, not a prisoner. Homeless person, nope. A person without housing. Handicap parking, nope. Accessible parking, not handicapped. Nobody's handicapped. Committed suicide, oh no, died by suicide. Blind review, anonymous review. Tone deaf, unenlightened. Can't use blind or uh, deaf, nope. Addict, no, person with a substance abuse disorder. And the word brave is out. They don't have a synonym for brave, they just don't, don't say brave. I guess it's because of Indians? But I'm not sure. Stanford University, about 80000 a year to go there. All right, here is the final thought of the day and a lot of mail uh, about finance. You know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? People are panicking. OK, I can't give you financial advice, but I can tell you what I am doing. And that's what I do to concierge members. So the concierge members send me, they're like, I have this, 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 and this. So what should I do? And then I say, here's what I would do. But I'm not telling you to do it. It's a subtle distinction, I know. But there's a lot of panic about money. Because Biden is such a poor president, he's not going to get any better. Interest rates went up a half point yesterday. Stock market went down. Wild swings in the stock market. And all I can tell you is this. This is what I'm doing. Nothing. I haven't bought a stock in months. All right. I'm not buying into, well, if you invest now, 18 years from now, it might be. No, it's too unstable. The stocks that I do have, all right, I have stop loss on. So if they hit a certain point, okay, it automatically sells. The ones that I have losses on that I haven't hit the stop, I'm just going to sit on it. Okay, because I do believe the market will come back and nobody's ever going to know when. These charlatans, they get on TV and tell you, oh, it's going to come back. They don't know. Nobody knows it's going to be a recession. They don't know how bad, if there is one. Unemployment's probably going to rise, but nobody knows. So to me, I'm not a panic kind of guy. Okay, I'm not. I'm a methodical guy. I'm holding what I have. I am not buying equities now bonds I see a good bond particularly a municipal bond that's tax-free I'll take a look at it but it's got to be at a discount that's called buying below par Won't buy above par we gave you the US savings bond tip that was a tremendous tip but you can only invest ten thousand okay check that out but just the best thing to do right now is nothing Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you on Monday. Important column, Sunday noon. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team, These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.